The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Jim Clark. Dude, werewolves. <laughs> Again. We're back. We're back to werewolves. We're back. Soon. We just can't escape them in this, this no. season. I, don't, I don't, know, don't know why. No, we can't. We can't. Before we get into it, um, I just want to throw this out there real quick. If listeners haven't checked it out yet, like if you jumped on your your podcast app and you're like, let, let me check out and see what new episodes are out today. Oh, uh, the Out of the Shadows guys put out a new episode. Cool. It's this one. Wait, I want you to pay attention. There's a special one that was dropped right before this. Uh, they just dropped R.L. Stein's Fear Street on Netflix, part one, 1994, dropped this past weekend, and Jim and I jumped on the chance at watching it and talking about it. So make sure you go back and listen to that episode. Uh, it was fun, and I can't wait for the rest of them to come up. But that's uh, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there just in case listeners didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you haven't seen the movie, go see the movie because it's great. It's true listening to our show until after you see it. But go check it out dude i'm excited like you said i'm really excited for the next two parts to see how they how they do it where they go with it and and how it ends up uh all coming together yeah in our conversation you made a comment about how you think that like there's a story that's going to be carrying on throughout the you know and i think you're yeah. right to be honest with you because um well i don't want to give anything too much away but just, let's just say that there's something in, in the trailers that makes me think, oh, okay, so maybe this is going to kind of yes. be a, yeah. a little a little hint of something continuing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll just have to wait and find out, huh? Yeah. It's fun, though, dude. It's fun. And you know what it makes – it makes uh, what I like is that because – Fear Street and like the like like the the Goosebumps books, dude. Fear Street yeah. was an anthology type thing. Like there like mm-hmm. there was all different kinds of stories. There isn't one story you have to follow. Yeah. So the the success of this first installment, at least, I've seen a lot of rave reviews. There's some people who are picking it apart, but I've seen a yeah, lot of yeah. rave reviews. Uh, you're gonna get that anytime with anything. Yeah, dude, and it's favorable so far, right? Like you, more than not, you're seeing a lot of people really digging what they did with this. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I th- it's awesome. It leaves it open to all kinds of stories that can now be told in the Fear Street kind of world, the universe, yep. right? And look so, at what they've done. They've done. They got the Marvel and DC universes, but even outside of that, they got the Conjuring universe. Yeah, um, they're starting to do the the Godzilla universe with yeah. all the kaiju and everything. So they're they're setting themselves up for something if they can. Uh, People like that. There. People like these yeah. world oh, yeah. building kind of uh, uh, of you know what's the word I'm looking for these these. Um, titles i guess right like uh yeah um, like they're separate but they're all together kind of like like stephen king with Derry and castle yes. rock like uh lovecraft yeah. um and cthulhu did um, you see lovecraft country is not coming back hbo max canceled that you know series. what dude i never watched the show and i read the book uh my brother loves that right series. before the show came out and i wasn't a big fan of the book either really yeah i just wasn't a fan of how it was written the story i, I thought was okay 
Uh, I just wasn't a fan of how it was written. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Yes. So I know you're a fan, fan of anthologies and anthology yes. series like Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. you know, the Twilight Zone, Creepshow. Creepshow has its own series currently on Shudder, right? Yes. These are newer, a newer anthology series. How would you feel about a Fear Street anthology series? If they did it as good as these other ones, yes. then absolutely. Yes, like maybe absolutely, on Creepshow dude. production value. Oh, yeah, and it's keeping it at Netflix because, look, at, they're already knocking it out of the park. They've got Stranger Things, which they've proved that they can they can do basically whatever they want. You know what I mean? And then all these other subsequent series after the fact. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd, I'd love to see that. I don't know I don't know if that's how they would go. I don't even know what they're going to do after this. But like I said, dude, it's going to be really interesting to see where they go, how they do it, where they take it. Yeah, if the other but, two do well, dude, I'd like to see more Fear Street stories. Yeah. You know, because these oh, are geared absolutely. towards, like, you know, young adults. Um, see, and I don't mind. And if they did it in the way that they're doing it now, I feel like we're like doing a t- second part for the Fear Street movie right now. But uh, well, this is our intro. This is our little what's going on today. So I don't know if you've ever seen the series. It's called Sherlock. Sherlock. Yes. Um, yeah. The the BBC British. Uh, yeah. Sherlock Holmes series with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Their episodes, their seasons, or series is what they call them instead of seasons. Yeah. Um, and each episode is basically like an hour and a half, so it's like a full-length movie. And there's only maybe three or four episodes a series. Um, so if that's how they did this, that'd be kind of cool, because I like, I like a little bit longer of an episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if they do like maybe three or four episodes in a series or a season and just make them longer, totally okay if they do it that way. You're not a fan of the half-hour installments the way Creepshow does? No, I... Because those are good. Those are like perfect morsels, dude. Yes, but I'm always left wanting more. That's you the know what point, I, mean? I think. I, and I, I think know that's, that's the point, point right? but I like, I like when people are able to, to, to step past that, okay. even though you're really not supposed to, step past that and then pull it off. Don't do a, don't do a half-ass hack job, but you do it effectively. Yeah. And then it's just a little bit extra. It's a little bit more than what I, what I originally paid for. So. Gotcha. Well, I'll tell yeah. you what. The uh, the movie we're talking about today was actually a little more than you bargained for. Because <laughs> you, you, you thought you were getting just this right, and you got a lot more. And you oh, were like, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> <I got more." laughs> Let's get into it, dude. We're talking about 1981 horror comedy, Full Moon High. Have I got a short lifeline or what? You carry the curse of the pentagram. I've always wanted to go to the pentagon. Pentagram, stupid. Oh, oh, what shape is that? The mark of the wolf. Worse than having the mark of the wolf, Tony discovered, uh uh-oh, he was the wolf. Look, I got some dreaded disease only whispered about in the dark ages, okay? Is that all? Little penicillin clear it up just like that. Oh, no, no. Can't be that severe. I mean, you're running better than ever. Eating better than ever was more like it. Never again. I'll never do it again. But whenever the moon was full, he did do it again and again and again. Oh, God, what a bummer. I'm your father! You creep! Tony Walker became a hunted man. The werewolf. Man. Wolf. Man. Werewolf. The commies turned my son into a wolf. I don't know how they did it. Might have been something in the water. Maybe it was something in the air. 
All right, calm yourself down now. This is simply a shot to put you to sleep so that when I skin you, it will not be unbelievably painful. No, shouldn't, shouldn't. Shoot him better. He shot the camera. Full Moon High. Starring Adam Arkin. Ed McMahon. Bill Kirkenbauer. Damond Wilson. Kenneth Mars. Louis Nye. Roz Kelly. Fleas or no fleas? I want to be your woman. Come back here, you big hairy legged coward. Look at all that hair. It's the walkie. Full Moon High. I'm in trouble. Shoot up! Put me down! I said put me down, not throw me down. It's not just another macho football movie. What is that, beer? Is that an alcoholic beverage? Here, explain that to your mother. Full Moon High. It's not just another sleazy high school movie. Full Moon High. It's not just another teenage werewolf movie. It's a fight out on the town. A return to werewolves, basically. Yes, and 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 the last one for 1981. And this is so. back to back, though. Like this is we came off of a werewolf movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is right into one of the one. best. Like one of the best is you know what I mean. Into this. Yeah, but I, you, you can't compare the two. <laughs> you can't compare the two. They're completely different films, and they didn't even try to attempt to do the same thing. You can't compare them. There goes the episode, dude, because today's episode was <laughs> compare and contrast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, dude. Um, so Full Moon High, when we got into this, you said you had never seen it before. Nope, I hadn't even heard of it. This was something like, I remember it when I was a kid, like maybe being eight years old or nine years old. I was telling Aaron this morning as we were walking that I remember um, I remember having the impression when I before watching it again for this, just thinking back, like what 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 was it about? Even do I remember? I just I remember it being spoofy, very kind of silly and goofy. Yeah. Um, so when I did watch it again for this, I was like, oh, I did. I remembered correctly because <laughs> it was. It's basically like watching a werewolf movie done in the style of Airplane. Absolutely, dude. And Absolutely. the funny thing is, this airplane didn't wasn't even out yet. Like, hadn't even no. come out yet, dude. So this is no. almost like airplane before airplane in this style of comedy. Yeah, yeah, dude. When I was watching this, I was like, man, this is very airplane like. This is very much a, a, a Leslie Nielsen movie or even a Mel Brooks movie. It was yeah. just <laughs> stupid slapstick funny, you know. And it, and it was one of these things where it's it's a movie where the. It's it's one after another after another after another after another, dude. Like it's they don't care if the oh, joke's yeah. gonna work or not. They're just gonna keep they just move joke after right joke along. after joke after joke. And yep. sometimes they're great. There was so many times in this where I was just like, Man, that's great. You know, watching it as oh, an yeah. adult, you know, you get a lot more of the humor, you get a lot of what's mm-hmm. happening. And especially looking back at the times now, you know, uh but then there's times where you're just like grown. It's grown comedy. Like, ugh, okay. <laughs> like That's when the flight attendant small. came in with the chicken and said, "Can, can, can the passenger who ordered this special dinner please raise their hand?" <laughs> <laughs> and then they and then they blindfold the chicken. 
Yeah, when it's time to blindfold everyone. When they get hijacked. And I love when the plane gets hijacked. I love that the guys come out with no masks on, worried that nope. people are going to recognize them, and yep. blindfold them after everyone's already seen them. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, real quick, if anybody has decided they wanted to watch this without knowing, you know, or talk, listen to this without watching the movie, this is what the movie's about. Here, you're, you're in for a good one, guys, okay? So pay attention here. 19, you're, okay, let me set the stage. Late 1950s, <laughs> all right? There's this kid in high school. He's the, he's the, the, the quarterback, the high school. Well, maybe not even the quarterback. He's the high school jock, right? Is he the quarterback? Yeah, he's the quarterback. Yeah. Okay, he's the quarterback. Uh, his dad is in, is in the government, U.S. government. And they have to fly out to Romania to for some government espionage style stuff, and so the son goes out there as a cover to to be some like you know the guy that works for him or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, while he's out there, he gets bitten by a werewolf, and yep. uh, basically now he's going to live forever as a werewolf. Doesn't age. And we get to see him. We see the decades fly by. And the, old, the way we know the decades fly by <laughs> is that there's the picture of the president on the wall that gets changed out every time there's a new president, uh, which is great. That Dude, that's a great gimmick. That's a great oh, gimmick. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a great way to show the passing of time. Um, it goes all the way to 81. Now he's got a, he's in high school. He's, no, he's enrolling in high school because he, fig- he thinks the way to break the jinx, the curse uh, that, that he, he's a werewolf, is to score a touchdown in the game. Well, he's got to go back and fulfill his, his destiny. Destiny, Which yeah. was to, to play in the big game and win the big game. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what this movie is. But the, like, I, like we said at the very beginning, though, that's all told through airplane-style comedy. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the yeah. production value too. Let's say that, oh, <laughs> like the production. God, ca- yeah. Like this was 1981, and I thought to myself when I was watching it, dude, this looks like it was filmed in the 70s. And then I went back and read, <laughs> read up on it. It was. It was filmed in 79. yeah, 79. Yeah, summer 79. Yep. But dude, <laughs> what are you thinking when you're watching this, dude? You know, when when the movie first started and the first shots came up with them playing football, and I saw the quality of it, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Where did this this come from? You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh and it's going through and it's going through and it, like I said it's just this stupid slapstick comedy and I didn't know that that you would warn me to get ready for an enjoying movie and I knew it was a comedy. I figured it was a comedy, but I didn't think it was like an airplane comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had n- yeah, no I th- idea. I think my exact words were get ready for another fun movie. But <laughs> I, I think I said it's fun in a different way. Yeah. Oh yeah. For it's a sure. different kind of fun. Uh but yeah, dude, and then and then again, like I said, I'm not a big fan of werewolf movies. But again, this one I guess is kind of an exception to the rule because it was different. It wasn't your right. your typical werewolf movie. Yeah. You know, it was it was it was stupid as hell. It very um, much feels like a trauma film as well. It really did, yeah. Yeah. You know? It was that absurd. Absolutely. Um and a lot of the actors and actresses it felt like their first time on screen, which for the main character, Adam Arkin, it was. This was his yeah, first was his acting film. And yeah. I mean, you can kind of tell, right? He's yeah. he's kind of rough on camera, he's rough on screen. He, he doesn't come across completely natural. Yeah. Uh and it seemed like was it just me or was it just the delivery of the lines, but it felt like he was just whining the entire <laughs> freaking movie just whining and whining and whining but i love that whining. i think that added so much to him it's just like <laughs> shut up dude we get it we already know we already know what happens to a teenager when they turn into a werewolf tell us something we don't know <laughs> i love it dude um 
there's a lot going on. There's oh, a yeah. lot happening here. First of all, it's packed. Well, unless you're, you know, unless you're younger, much younger, mm-hmm. it's pa- for people who are of a certain generation older. They're going to look at this and see that it is packed with just a bunch of names, a bunch oh, yeah. of stars, and people who would go on to become stars, like Adam Arkin himself. You know, goes on to become a, a, a pretty big um, actor. His dad's yep. in this, Alan Arkin. Yep. Love Alan Arkin, dude. His brother. His brother's in it? Who does the brother play? Yeah, he just plays like some extra in, uh, in, in one of the scenes. In but the background? Yeah, there was three of them in it. Yeah, three Arkins. Did you ever see the movie um, Soy Married and an Axe Murderer? Uh, no, but I know of the film. There's a So Alan Arkin's in that, and he, yeah, played, yeah, yeah. he plays a police chief where um, one of the detectives, like, his, his, like, he wants to be a detective where his police chief yells at him, but the police chief's <laughs> so nice, and it's Alan Arkin. <laughs> He's like, no, you know, tell me about your day. How, what happened? Like, are, are you okay? Are you stressed? Do you need to go home? And he's like, no, I want you to yell. And so, I, every, you know, when I saw him back then, uh, I was like, I love this guy. And I've seen all kinds of movies that he's been in. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Yep, yep, yep. Great fil- sunshine cleaners, dude. Some of these indie films that came out, uh, I love the dude. So when he pops up in this, and he's only in it at the end, dude. Like, he's in it for like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. And that's it. Yeah, but he kills it. Every oh minute that he's, God. every second that he's on the screen is just fucking gold, man. I loved it. The fact that he says he comes from some sort of schooling that teaches you to like shame and ridicule people <laughs> for psychiatry, dude, which makes, which makes the delivery of those lines just that rapid fire, boom, 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 dude. It's just so. <laughs> So good. He kills kills in that role, dude. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bob Saget. Yep, I was watching it this time, and I caught it. I'm watching the shower scene at the beginning. I'm like, is that Bob Saget? Yeah, and I dude. looked it up, and I was like, yep, that's Bob Saget. And then he was the... Uh, the uh, news announcer. reporter at the yeah. end of the movie, yeah. <laughs> Bob Saget, dude. So there's a guy in there that used to, he was a, he's an actor that was on a TV show in the 80s. I think it was called Eight is Enough. He played the dad on the show. It was around this time that the, you know, oh, okay. maybe a couple of years after this. It was his best friend who ends up becoming the police chief or, or the detective, you know what I mean? Who? Mm, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. He ends up maybe marrying. Marrying that girl who was obsessed with him, yeah obsessed dude obsessed <laughs> with him um what was it that i saw about that girl she was somebody that actress who played her oh the actress who played um the girl who's obsessed with the football player was mm-hmm. also pinky tuscadero you ever watch happy days yes and i fonzie's I, not girlfriend for a long time fonzie's oh, okay. girlfriend pinky tuscadero that's her <clears throat> she plays her damn yeah dude so like that's what i'm saying this this movie is like loaded with people like some of them who have already been people and some of them oh who yeah are like like they be, uh, go on to become people you know what i mean um, yeah yeah the coach kenneth mars is uh he's the oh. voice of triton in the little mermaid dude. he's in little frankenstein uh, uh, uh young frankenstein the coach Let's talk about the coach, and then in talking about the coach, let's talk about how inappropriate this movie is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not today. They would never make this movie. Not today. No. We have a coach who's flamboyantly homosexual that is just... Over the top. Just wants to, is just... I mean, he literally gets naked and gets in the showers <laughs> with the high school boys to specifically check them out and molest them. <laughs> Like, like blatantly molest them. And they all know what's coming, so they all slowly make their way out. We have a teacher 
who is in absolute fear of being sexually assaulted. She was sexually assaulted at all of her last schools, including the last one that was an all-girls elementary school for the handicapped. <laughs> but she's in such fear that it's, it's, it's made a joke of, like... Like, like, it, like it's nothing. Like, deal with it. <laughs> like, figure out how to not get sexually assaulted, lady. <laughs> But even aside from that, just can't we put up a, can't we check everybody's bags for knives? And it's like, holy shit. <laughs> I love, though, that like she's the one who's sexually assaulted by all these people and she's in fear of it. And so at Yet. first you feel bad for her. And then you turn it around and she's like trying to sleep with high school boys. Yeah. Like she's just jumping on it, dude. Yeah. And, and then you fast forward to 1981 and you have the werewolf kid, still a high school kid. And the woman who wanted to be with him when she was a kid is now 20 years older and still and wants, wants to, to be, be with, with him. him. A but high see, school I, kid. But, here, but you know what? I think that situation is a little bit different because Uh-oh. she knows he's really not that age. Just because somebody no, looks no, no, at no. age. No, he is physically, though. So she's physically going to be with a high school, uh, the physical body of a high school boy. That's that, what I'm saying, that's, dude. That's it's a tricky messed one up, with dude. That. It's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> and then you got the other so girl. Then you get the other girl. Uh, that is a high school student currently and is totally yeah. into him, and he wants absolutely nothing to do with her except to have yeah. him uh, record and change into uh, a werewolf. Which that scene was amazing. <laughs> oh, that my scene God, was dude. amazing, dude. <laughs> um, there was one beating thing him with the gonna, belt. I was going to ask you, dude, what was your thoughts on the uh, werewolf transformation? What werewolf transformation? Yeah. Exactly. We what werewolf we transformation? Saw it, we saw it once on video, right? But or, but it was just cuts. It was makeup cut to a different thing, more makeup cut to a different thing, more makeup. Or was it? Wait, it wasn't that one. It was the one where he was in the shadows. I thought that one was awesome. Okay, because he was in the shadows. There's some light kind of hanging on him, and he kind of is moving. He's doing this a lot, right? So what ends up happening is his hand kind of goes across the camera, and that's where you know they cut I mean? it. Yeah, and that's how they do it, and it looks so good because it's. <laughs> It's immediately like a, a swipe, and his face is slightly different now. Yep. And he's and dude, I was like, okay, that works. That's a pretty cool. That's a pretty <laughs> it's cool. Effective camera. way to you do know, it. We know how that works because you know we we you know we kind of know that kind of thing when you become a student of film. You know, you learn some of these tricks. Um, and then, I thought yeah, it was and then you learn them. You learn them, and you're like, ah, that's so fucking easy. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it, and it's effective if you do it yeah. right. It's effective and yes, it works it and it's good. And right in that moment, I was like, "This is perfect." Like they should show students things like this. Like if you have to do something cheap, you don't have special effects. This is what you do. You use camera angles, you use shadows, and you mm-hmm. use cutting to to your you know your advantage. You use what, what you, you got. Do. Exactly. And I saw that, and I remember just thinking to myself, "That's." beautiful that was such yeah. a beautiful just moment there and that's how they did it i loved it yeah it was nothing special no sort of uh, uh bladder rigs or no we're not or, seeing or the fancy uh fancy extending hands and legs and faces or anything like that nope. you know but it worked <laughs> it's effective we're also not seeing the uh, the end result like we're not seeing a werewolf that looks like american werewolf in london oh yeah he doesn't actually look like a wolf he, he clearly looks like <laughs> that looks like a man and howling with long hair yes yeah, this is like this is more along the lines of, uh, I was gonna say Teen Wolf, but not so much because he still has a lot more hair on him. Yeah. Um but still, it's almost like that cross. He kind of looks like in the monsters, right? Isn't Eddie Munster a werewolf? I think he is. 
I think that's like to me that's what he kind of reminds me of. But yeah, this this is this is a costume. You can tell he's wearing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, the footwear. What is it? The slip-ons with the hairy thing, the padding <laughs> underneath. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, the, he's got the plastic teeth inside his mouth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That you get at the like the dollar store or the the little magic counter shop thing. You hey, know what like I, mean? I said, man, you make do with what you got. If that's what you can afford. You make it work. And it's fun. That's yeah. fun. You know what I love though? I love that this dude is just like so matter of fact about the fact that he's a werewolf. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's just like, yeah, you know, I'm dealing with a curse for the rest of my life. Uh, what's going on with you? <laughs> kind of a thing. <laughs> not, you know what I mean? He just like, travels the world. He's not even like looking to get out of this or find a cure or anything like that. Nah. He's just like, eh, whatever. I guess. And this he's not is killing it. either. He's he's traveling. The no, world, he's just not nipping killing. people in the ass. <laughs> He's just like Remember when he, he went after the dude at the elevator and it turned around and we thought it was a girl and it was a fucking dude with a big ass beard? And he's like, never again. I'm never <laughs> going to do that again. He's like brushing his teeth out, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. He, he, this is not um, when it comes to werewolf films, you're thinking, all right, cool. Where we're the kill's nice, right? Like, there's yeah. rarely anything in here. No, it's, this is more, <laughs> is the comedy good? It's airplane, dude. It's airplane. Yeah, it really in, is. In, with with werewolves, man. And and it's great for that, and I love it for that. It was uh, definitely enjoyable because it was was that. If they if they had taken it and tried to make it more of a serious movie, I don't think it would have. Because I mean, look, you had Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. When did Teen Wolf come out? After was, this, a few years after, I think. Yeah. Well, anyway, you got you got America Werewolf in London and The Howling. That that would... same year. That's the thing. Think yeah, about that, dude. Both of those movies came out the same year as this one. And ready for this, ready for this. The makeup guy who did the makeup for this movie, uh, he was a protege of um, Rick Baker, who did the makeup, started on The Howling, and then left to go do American Werewolf in London. So this dude literally had his hand in all three of these werewolf movies in the same year. Yeah, Teen Wolf came out in 85. Gotcha. Okay. So four years after this, right? So you can see there's probably going to be influence in that movie. Oh, yeah. From what comes out of this. But for this movie, dude, like, this is about just having fun. Like, let it yeah. go. This is oh, not yeah. about. Let your hair down. Who, yeah. This isn't about who can do the best makeup. This isn't about who mm-hmm. can make the best scares and kills and thrills. Mm-hmm. No, let's make a, a Larry movie. Cohen film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's about, it's about being just ridiculously silly, dude. Um, and it's fun it, for me. I like I like it because it works, and it's one of those movies that I was just like, you put this on when like you know what it's what you do is people who've never seen something like this. Yeah, you're like, all right, come over. We're gonna roll a fat joint. We're gonna smoke it up, and then I'm gonna put a movie <laughs> on that's gonna change your life. And they're gonna watch this and be like, what? But by the end, they're gonna be like, thank you. Thank you for showing me that. That was amazing. This is like uh, this is like when I was a kid and we went to Blockbuster. And my dad tried to get uh, my sister and I. My sister's four years younger than I. Yeah, uh, tried to get us to rent Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and <laughs> we wanted nothing to do with it because we thought it was a religious movie. <laughs> we wanted nothing to do with it, and then we finally saw it a little while later, and we were upset we didn't get it back then. I kind of wish I didn't tell you to prepare for this movie and get ready for a... You know what I mean? I wish you had gone in completely cold. I knew it I was going to be a comedy. Yeah, right. Because I've you seen the documentary. So I knew yeah. basically kind of how it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You should show it to somebody like somebody else that you would, has no clue what it would be. Just be like, here, oh, I want you to watch your favorite, this. What's your favorite 
werewolf horror movie of all time. Full Moon High. <laughs> right, dude? Well, you're not a werewolf guy, so of the th- of the few that we've watched now, which one for you is your favorite one? American Werewolf in London. Still American, Hands yeah, down. Right? Just Does this come of, in yeah. second, or is Howling come in second? Which one comes in second? I think, I think this beats out the Howling, dude. Yeah. I think it's it fun, does. Yes. Like for me, yeah. I feel like, you know, you can be a fan of horror and enjoy specific kinds of horror. There are people who like horror that have to do with like body horror, right? Mutilation. Yes. yes. Like, people like um, paranormal horror, mm-hmm. werewolf horror. Zombies but there are pe- or like, uh, Dracula's. Almost vampires. everybody enjoys comedy. Almost oh, everybody, yeah, yeah. right? Yep. So there's people, there are people who can look at this and like, it's, how can you not like it? It's but it's, like I've said, I've said this before. Comedy and horror go hand in hand. Oh, because they're they, they're there to serve the exact same purpose. They're both an escape. Yeah, uh, and and they they mesh incredibly well together. So when yeah. you take both of them and you're able to, and somebody you know filmmaker is able to pull that off and it's effective, it's great, man. Look at the scary yeah. movies, the first couple, not not so much for and afterward, but those yeah. were great and they're the same type of film. They're stupid funny, dude. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know what I like about when they do horror and comedy the right way is if when they the comedy is the is the movie, right? It's a comedy, but the horror is kind of like a nuisance in what's happening. It's very aware, yes. Yeah, kind of like in or or kind of like in uh, Shaun of the Dead, where it's like, oh god, now we got to deal with a zombie apocalypse, and I'm breaking (laughs) up with my girlfriend, man. Like this is a big deal in my life, and now I got to deal with a zombie apocalypse, right? (laughs) Like that's what this is. This is this kid just trying to deal with shit, and now he's got to deal with. You know, he's in high school. He just wants to win the big game. He wants to, you know, just finish high school, and now he's got to deal with being a werewolf, and everyone's getting older, and he stays the same age, and yeah, and dude, he, he killed it, killed inadvertently killed his father. <laughs> <laughs> Which my whole oh, dude. Which I don't know about, why that guy shot the gun off in there anyway. I mean, come on, dude. Idiot, dude. How about though the funeral mm. when he's he's like we're here for the funeral yes. of some this person. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even say the name just this person and then like all that other crap goes on it's like i can't can you guys hear me he's all yelling and shit with the t- takes the with tissues the out throws ears. it back at the old lady <laughs> <laughs> then the fucking tree branch comes down dude that whole scene is just so classic it's so awesome oh man um i could do it all night dude this movie was is one of those where you're like oh remember yeah. that scene <laughs> remember that scene Remember that scene? Yeah, then we're just basically sitting here reciting all the jokes from the movie the entire night. You yeah, know what I mean? It's so good, though. It's so Oh, funny. yeah, yeah. Now, did you know the, the cinematographer for this movie? He did um, Alien vs. Predator, but he also wow. did... Wow. <laughs> I'm not finished yet. <laughs> Wait, you watch this and then you think to yourself, like, I'm going to sit down and watch Alien vs. Predator, right? In a specific <laughs> type of film. Like, it visually is a specific kind of film. Yeah. And then never in my wildest dreams would I think, that's the guy that did Full Moon High. <laughs> I'm not done yet. I'm not done. Wait for it. What Ready? else, dude? Oh, he did God. the Friday the 13th remake. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. And then he also that did... That looks nice. It's like it visually, does. that is, it looks great. It does, but... This is why. This next one is why. He was also the cinematographer for the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the oh. 1974 original and the 2003 remake. Oh, yeah. nice, dude. Yeah. Nice. He knows how to handle that camera, man. Yeah, but I don't know. This was uh, this was something different. This was a step away from uh, a, a beautifully shot movie. This was... Uh, this was like friends, like getting yeah, together and making a video movie, camera. Dude. 
Yeah. Yeah. Watching that, I was like, we could do this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we could have we could have easily done this movie. Yeah. Right? Like this specific movie, we could have done this. Yep. And they absolutely. made it. Somebody had Easy. it made, right? Oh man, dude. Yeah, as long as we can write jokes that good. I I I'll speak for myself, I can't. So yeah, that's why you have writers, right? When it yeah. comes to comedy, you do, usually it's not one person writing. Usually it's a team of people. I don't think I've ever seen comedies where it's one person who really pulls it off. And what I what I I remember when I was I don't know, maybe in my 20s and I've learned and I was surprised about this. I didn't know this is how it worked, but I had learned that when it came to movies like that, a lot of times the writers are usually comedians, right? Like they'll mm-hmm. write comedies. But they get all their comedian friends. They literally hire them to come over, hang out. Let's hang out for a few hours and just everybody give me your ideas. And they he, they basically all help write movies and put ideas into the film. Um, so, you know, I think it could be done. We could do this. Oh, yeah. We're going to make yeah, Let's so. do a remake. Let's do a reboot of Full Moon High. <laughs> that, it'd be an easy one to remake, dude. I think it'd be hard, though, because I feel like these kinds of movies, it'd be like saying remake Airplane. Uh, yeah, no. It would feel true. forced, right? Like, this feels so natural in how brand new it was with the idea true, of true. these kind of quick jokes that you could do it now, which they have with, like you said, scary movie and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You can do it, but you have to do it new with your own thing. You can't remake yeah. something and then try to put new jokes. In, I don't know. Maybe you and can. That's why, and, that's why, and that's why the first but, scary movie did so good. Because it, yeah. it, it did what it did, which was completely different and original, while spoofing all these classic horror movies. Yeah. And then and then after that is when they started to get a little Oh, it feels away, like we should do a series so of those. Great. Yeah, something. We should do that on the, in, in one of our in-betweens. We'll do a, a series oh, of Oh, the scary, scary movies? movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah we yeah. can do that. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, what else? Did you find any cool trivia, any kind of fun facts? You know, I, I didn't you like to look really, into that. I didn't really see much. Uh, you were speaking about cameos in here, Pat Moriarta. Uh, more oh pat marita poor marita yeah yeah yeah. yes mr miyagi from the karate kid dude yes that's right blondie as well is in here is she yes she is yeah oh i missed her i didn't see her in there she i think she was one of the high school uh, remember when he was at the high school dance in 80 whatever year it was 81 and uh the girl sees him and then she's like she starts screaming she's like oh no no wait here and she starts going back to him i think that was blondie ah okay yeah Um, nice dude yeah, uh, and then special effects in the movie, like I said, were done by a guy named Steve Neal, uh, who was a protege of Rick Baker, uh, which explains the whole connection with the entire werewolf uh, uh, monopoly of 1981. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy, uh, Steve Neal, he also did special effects on Ghostbusters, uh, Fright Night, Puppet Master, um, and then as well as a couple other uh, uh, movies here by Larry Cohen. He did uh, Q, the stuff. Uh, it's a live three, which we have coming up, dude. We yes, have yeah, those and the all stuff three of those I think are all coming up. Yeah, Larry Cohen's. Um, I think all you know, of those he's movies done some are coming movie. up, except Puppet yeah. Master. Yeah, 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 dude. Um, fun stuff, man. Yeah, no, but I think that was it. I didn't really have. Uh, didn't have much for this movie. I didn't really. Have and then Ed McMahon. Ed yeah. McMahon is is a very famous sidekick of Johnny Carson from the late night time, uh, and then he also did commercials in the eighties and nineties for it wasn't Publishers Clearinghouse. It was another one. It was it was kind of like a Publishers Clearinghouse where you know you just kind of fill out this form and send it in, and then they show up at your door with balloons and one of those giant checks. You know what I mean? And so and so okay. won eight thousand dollars. You know, just for signing up for the Publishers Clearinghouse. Crap. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean. So let me ask you this then, ready? 
Yeah. Ed McMahon in this movie yeah. who plays the dead. Yeah. Was he really part of the CIA or did he just go to Romania to hire a couple prostitutes and he dragged his son around? <laughs> right? Because that's all you got. That's, <laughs> that's all, all you got. got, dude. He just went out there. He was basically a sex tourist, dude. He went out there <laughs> basically, to get down, yeah. To get down with the, the prostitutes in Romania, dude. Uh, no, I think it was. I mean, I think he, you know, he said it was part of the military and they had the, there was a lot of military esque things about him. You know what I mean? True. Like he was in the military. They had the underground bunker. His love for Dwight Eisenhower and, and uh, yeah, that's Joseph true. McCarthy, right? The, the, he has a picture <laughs> of Joe McCarthy on the wall. He's like, you know, they should have listened to you. These commies are taking. They over got me now, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> These commies turned my my son into a werewolf. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> it's so good, dude. But yeah, dude, I think I think he was part of the military. But that was just showing something that he was doing. You know, like he's also like that. Yeah, he was just kind of so side. like off the cuff about it too. He's like. It's a great thing the CIA chose me for this special mission. <laughs> dude, it was so funny. One of my favorite gags in this movie, dude, was the palm reader. Oh, I at the love, restaurant, yes. I love that she's like, uh, you know, I read palms. He goes, you read palms? She's like, yes. She goes, behind the Iron Curtain, they've outlawed books, so we read palms. <laughs> she goes, I got through 14 of them the other night. or so It was a big page turner or something, dude. Oh, God. That was hilarious. I died laughing. Yeah, she I was, was like, funny. Oh, this is so good. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Soundtrack. Soundtrack's all right. Not bad. You know, the music's it, just kind of fit. there to be. It's It just serves the film. It's a background thing. Yeah, Nothing that wasn't, sticks out. Wasn't it's not Fear Street. Special. No. Dude, not that Fear Street soundtrack. <laughs> well, that's a totally, like, tire, oh. totally entirely different type of film. Um, but yeah, dude, Full Moon High, I would definitely recommend to anybody. And if people hadn't seen I would recommend that people who do see it show it to people who haven't. Yeah, you know, and this is, this is another thing, too. You know, there's... Um, there's people out there I see that ask all the time. They want to start introducing their kids to horror movies. And so they ask, what's a good one to, uh, to get my kids started with? And this is, I'd say this is probably a good one. Yeah, you'd have to let them know that there's going to, it's, <laughs> it doesn't, it's not, it's not woke. It's definitely yes. not, it's a 1981 film. Yes. So they got to go in remembering that. And they also have to remember it's, it was the times, dude. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Can you find an edited version? Maybe find an edited version. But I mean, it takes that would take away from a lot of what makes it funny. Yeah, it would take away from a lot of the jokes. Right. But you know what? If you're showing it to a kid, kids are not going to understand any of this. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? They're just going to be true. watching, oh, there's a werewolf in high school. He's running around doing funny shit. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? I would like to, um, yeah, they would not even question the high school teacher with the, with the <laughs> nope, high school student. not at all. <laughs> I would like to show somebody much younger this, but not much younger. I mean, younger than you, um, but not too young. Someone who, like, so younger than is Anthony. is is more yes is more political. <laughs> <laughs> is is but more somebody who's who's like, who was know. in that movement from the beginning. It was kind of like like I want them to see this, and I want with. them. I want to ask them like when you watch this. Like, how do you take it, knowing that none of this stuff's okay to say and do? Like, are you okay with it because it's the times, or do you feel like this is a movie that like needs to be cleansed? Because you know that's the thing, right? People, or is find it okay movies... just because it's a caricature of the times? Right. I mean, it's kind right. of what the movie that's my point. is supposed to be. That's my point. You know? exactly. My point exactly. But you know, there are people who find these kinds of movies and go. Holy cow, look at the way they depict homosexuals. Look at the way they talk about this. Look at the way they do this. Sexual assault victims. Look at what they're doing. We need to remove this from society. Cancel it. Cancel it. You know, I'd like yeah. to see how somebody I wouldn't doubt it. 
much younger kind of would see this? Do they see it that way? Or do they just kind of accept these kinds of movies for being parts of the times? You know what? I kind of don't want to show anybody this movie that young. Uh, because cause then they'll actually <laughs> go ahead it. and cancel it. Don't ruin it. Yes. Shut oh, up man. about it. Oh, man. But yeah, Full Moon High, dude. I loved it. I'm, yeah. I definitely yeah, no, promote. dude. This movie, was, check uh, it out. this movie was definitely a riot. This was a good time. Sweet. I felt like I felt like I should have been a kid in the theater in the fifties throwing my popcorn at the screen with all my friends sitting around me. You know what I mean? On a Saturday afternoon watching this movie. Cool, cool. Uh sweet, we're not doing werewolf movies anymore. Well, for the time being, I don't know if there's any more on the list. Not next, not nineteen eighty one. Not nineteen eighty one, no. So uh the next one though we are hitting up, we have a special guest. Uh we are going to have Poltergeist rejoin us to talk evil dead yes i'm looking forward to it dude i God, love, I love this movie, movie. jinx <laughs> <laughs> seriously seriously yes dude i love this movie um, and i believe he was he's a fan too dude i can't wait yeah. to talk to him and see what he thinks oh yeah absolutely dude it's gonna be fun to get a get a, a different perspective uh you know it's yeah. nice having anthony on the show but um we talk to anthony about everything all the time anyway that's so. true Good to have somebody that we don't normally interact with and and hear what they have to say for once. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah, heck yeah. You know what? If it goes well, we might have other guests come on and talk horror movies as well. Other people in the horror community. I'm banking on it. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Um, All right, dude. Before we get out, you want to promote anything? You want to tell people where to find us? Um, Well, I suppose. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at OOTSpod. Uh, We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter. Instagram. Instagram, I already said Twitter, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, and Slasher as Out of the Shadow Podcast. Um, go over and check out all the other wonderful shows at the network, uh, BICBP-radio.com. Uh, they got plenty, plenty, plenty of shows to satisfy any sort of podcast lust you might be suffering from. Um, continue to live your lives in a good, positive manner. Don't be a jerk. Be good to everybody. That's all I got. There you go. There you go. Uh, I want to tell listeners to keep an eye out. We have some fun stuff we're planning. Like we usually do this podcast, as uh, we said, we're following the documentary In Search of Darkness, and we're following the movies that they feature. But we decided we're going to start throwing all kinds of fun stuff your way, just like the Fear Street episode, right? We're going to cover the Fear Street movies. Um, We have some ideas on special episodes where maybe it's just going to be Jim talking about his top five favorite Stephen King films. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. We got a lot, a lot of fun, uh, creative content coming your way. We, we have a lot of plans for Out of the Shadows and in, in, in the future. So uh, I'm excited, dude. I'm excited for this show, and I'm excited for where it's going. So uh, keep an eye out, guys. Keep an ear open. But until we come back next week, keep your eye on the shadows.